Cards, cards, cards. I love cards. <laughs> Welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Emily. And I'm Billy. And we're just an everyday couple stumbling our way through plant-based keto. In an effort to be a little bit better stewards of our environment. So this week and the next three weeks, we decided to take the key macros within keto and kind of break them out and how we approach them. We're going to start off with carbs, obviously. Our favorite. favorite. (laughs) Yes, if they could find a way to make a carb-free funfetti cake that was also... Uh, plant-based, I think that that would be all we all we eat. Uh, before we get started into it, we do want to say this is our journey and it's here to kind of bring light to doing this style of diet. This is not meant to be a end-all be-all for a plant-based keto diet. We like to look at it as a supplement or a complementary from the plant-based keto diet. Yeah, I think we just see it as more, this is how we do it. There is no right way, there is no wrong way, and how restrictive plant-based and keto can be. You really have to find that balancing point for yourself. So definitely, it's just this is how we do it. Feel free to do it, but it's we are not saying this is the best way necessarily. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully once you uh, do decide, hopefully our insight can help you uh, navigate these things. And a lot of this is stuff that we've learned over doing regular keto, as we've discussed, and obviously now switching from regular keto to plant-based keto, which does quite have quite a few challenges that we we're coming across. Um, sure. Definitely when it comes to carbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and carbs is a good one. Everybody loves carbs, and it's a, it's a hard thing to cut out at first. So just, you know, if you are looking to go down these diets, make sure you consult a professional dietitian, consult your doctor before making uh, these types of choices and going that route. With that said, the most important fun thing I think is is carbs, as we've discussed, but I think it is hands down when you're doing regular keto or plant-based keto, it is the hardest thing to cut out when you start regular keto and to limit when you move to a plant-based keto diet. The upside to lots of vegetables is they're very packed with nutrition and good for you. The downside is, is a lot of them do have a lot more carbs so you have to take that into account when balancing your macros within the keto environment one of the things that's important is is you know depending on how you're going about it you really need to look at how you're eating as a whole and put it together we did just do an episode of kind of meal planning and prepping that might be uh, a good help when it comes to thinking about how the everything fits together from a a global view versus like a a micro view Mm -hmm. um and going forward Uh, One of the important things is obviously keto is a high-fat, low-carb diet. The goal is to limit the amount of carbs that you have and basically, in a way, replace them uh, with fats to turn your body into a fat-burning machine versus a carb-burning machine, which uh, is a fancy way of saying just using a different form of energy. Now, for what we do, once we kind of switch to plant-based and uh, some insight on this is, is it was very apparent that there was going to be a lot more carbs. Uh, We were obviously eating a lot less carbs and it was a lot easier to keep carbs at a very low uh, with regular keto, but then switching, I think that we did find that it was quite more challenging. Yeah, for sure. I think when we were doing regular keto, I mean, you could have, as most people know, most meats are zero carbs right in the same process. So you could have a big portion of your meal be meat and you're getting your protein and fat with that as well at zero carbs. Um, vegetables, you know, green leafy ones, not too carby. So a lot of our meals would be a rotation of a different protein, different meat, and a green leafy a vegetable, kind of mix and match with those, and maybe a sauce, a seasoning, just to add some variety to it. 
But with the plant-based meat substitutes, there's definitely a lot more carbs in those, and you have to be wary. I think that's something that we we use a lot of plant-based meat replacements to help with this transition, and it is something that a lot of the brands have more carbs. We we have had to be more narrow in picking up different brands and double checking and double checking. Um, but finding some alternatives that are not as processed has helped us. You know, tofu is not as carby as a lot of meat replacements, and it's also less processed as some of the some of the other the fake meats can be. You know, it's not grown in a lab; it is naturally occurring. So that definitely was a struggle of us finding that protein piece for us and that bulk of a meal, um, but without having too many carbs. So we definitely struggled a bit the first couple weeks of finding, and I think we still struggle a little bit with variety. You know, we kind of have um, one brand of meat replacement and tofu on rotation. So whatever variety is that one brand, Morningstar seems to be the least carby for us. That brand on rotation and tofu, and that's kind of it for protein um, within meals, I would say, um, because those are the lowest carb alternatives to meat we could find. And that definitely has a bit more of a struggle, whereas on regular keto, you could go to the the meat counter and kind of have a little pick of meats mm -hmm. and and there was it felt like a lot more variety whereas i think it feels sometimes very restrictive on what we can do because we are trying to be really conscientious of those carbs another thing that we found and we, i think that this was probably a big mistake that we did when we first started regular keto is seasonings can be overly okay. carby especially when you switch to plant-based obviously you want to add in uh some more flavors and things like that but we found um, so something as simple as taco seasoning it doesn't seem like it's very much, but you know the amount of carbs per tablespoon is is quite a bit. So you have to. I know that we struggled with that when we first got started of you know actually checking the label. And one of the biggest things when it comes to carbs, don't assume because you know you've had a you've had cauliflower in the past that it's not as carby because even when you look at a frozen cauliflower versus a fresh cauliflower, there seems to be discrepancies in, in what they're doing and how they go about it. So I definitely say if, as you're getting into it, really kind of find those products, whether you're starting off with something that may be prepackaged just to get you going, obviously we're doing our best to limit that because our big transition to plant-based is to be better stewards of the environment. But at the same time, it's a big change, so you want to ease into it, jumping right in. You have a higher, in my opinion, you have a higher rate of, of failure because it's just too much all at once. Yeah, I think there's a there's a balance of, like, we're not all perfect, and there is a transition period, like you said. And I would say, you know, a few months in, and we're still in that transition period. We're not at all perfect or, or getting everything right. Um, I agree. I think sometimes those frozen you know, cauliflower rice is kind of our go-to that is in our freezer. Depending on the brand, it varies greatly. Depending on the flavor that they have decided to give it, it varies. And like you said, the seasonings, there's so many. You know, you could buy a taco seasoning, the same brand, but maybe the heat level is different or sodium is different. And there could be a range of discrepancies between just a brand itself. And obviously across all brands, Every brand is a different one, and they all seem to, one thing we struggle with is they all have different serving sizes. So you're always doing the math in your head of, okay, this one is so many carbs for two tablespoons, but this one is so many carbs for a quarter cup. So I feel like you have to definitely be good at your <laughs> mental math to really keep track of it if you're not uh, planning ahead. That kind of adheres to the like portion size. Just check the portion size on it, you know, uh, coming from 
the four kilo, if I was making tacos, I would just pull the taco, oh, the whole bag of taco seasoning in. I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to that. So like you said, if it's a tablespoon or a teaspoon or, you know, just understanding what those are, because even vegetables, you know, they're a very important part of the diet. One, the difference between one cup and two cup can be quite a big, a big difference when it comes to your, you know, daily allotment of carbs. So you want to be careful. The upside is, is most vegetables have some really good natural fiber depending on the vegetables that you go with and and you know there's you know a lot of like broccoli cauliflower you know you'll, you'll hear those and see those a lot and some of the recipes that we post just because you know we're familiar with it it's easy to find it's easy to get it's easy to prep whether you buy it pre-bagged or if you're cutting it up it's just you know it's something that we've already kind of understood and we've, we've checked enough times that we're not really concerned and we understand that it'll fit within how we're putting it with our dinner or our lunch or our, uh, I don't know if we do breakfast with uh, broccoli with breakfast, but uh, <laughs> if you want to, I mean, you know, broccoli, broccoli, uh, tofu scramble, I mean, it might not be the worst yeah, thing in the world. That's true. Yeah, I think a lot of what makes it easier as well, like we said, we're in that transition is getting that familiarity. I think we're big advocates of double checking. We've been caught out by brands changing, but there's also that element of you're in a rhythm and you know generally what the carbs will be for this sort of food. And having that confidence to be able to pick it up and, and use it really allows you to just really enjoy that process of cooking. And it's not this mathematical equation first. It's just, oh, I enjoy this vegetable. I know that it fits within our requirements. I'm going to toss it into what we're eating this evening. And that, I think, is nice. So definitely double check. And at the start, keep checking, keep checking until you reach that rhythm of just knowing. Um, but once you do, it, it really takes some of the stress out of thinking about carbs. You know, it is a big change at the start, but once you hit that stride, it just becomes part of your diet and you can enjoy what you're cooking in and not be so worried about it, which is always a lovely place. And we're big, we're big fans of food always. And I think that's our goal always is to be enjoying what we're eating and to be excited about it and just making it fit within what we need for our health. So it's always that balance of, of being interested. Food is exciting and tasty and and should be something that you enjoy. It shouldn't be too much focused on the restrictiveness of it. If you go too restrictive, then you run that risk of, you know, falling out of, out of touch with it or getting bored really easily. So I agree that having that uh, flavor and really enjoying what you do. And we had to, switching from keto to plant-based, we had to adjust our idea of how many carbs we can have and how they fit into our daily diet. I think personally for the better, I know we got a bit... On regular keto, we did get a bit obsessive on trying to be as low as possible on carbs. And now that we really can't be that way, it's more of a, okay, we have to eat this way. How do we introduce more foods that are more sustainable and better for us in, in kind of that each meal package and really make it fit within this diet, knowing that we are going to be a little bit higher than what we were used to before. But then again, you know, having great foods like fresh baked cauliflower or fresh baked broccoli and all these different things like um, eggplant that's something we didn't even touch before. You know, it's really started expanding our horizon within the plant-based keto diet. And it's actually been, I almost think, a benefit of removing meat because now we have to kind of look at what we originally considered a side dish as kind of the primary part of our dish. For sure. I completely agree. I think with meat being so low in carb before, it was this sort of race to the lowest carb, right? And this is just not a possibility of plant-based. We need much more food because we have to find other sources of protein and fats and all of that. 
And I think it really has opened a lot of doors and shifted us to a bit more of that exploration mindset of foods and trying different things. So that's been really lovely. And all still within our cups, still able to lose weight. So I think, you know, there is a middle ground there where you can be enjoying it and exploring your things while still meeting your macros and seeing that um, progress. Yeah, in the end, you know, obviously carbs exist. They're going to be in things. And, and especially in plant-based, it's impossible to get rid of them completely. I think that it's one of those things where really do uh, the research and put together how you want to go about it. Uh, switching from regular keto to plant-based keto for us, there's been a lot more front-end research than there was on the fly building. Instead of looking at it as a negative within the plant-based keto space, really embrace them and find ways to keep them low. Obviously, it's a low-carb, high-fat diet. But at the same time, really kind of find different uh, ways of interjecting flavor. And, and, you know, if you know you have to use them, how do you make them better for that that dish? Definitely. And I think for us, it's always been about finding new things and exploring one. And there's lots of brands that are seeing this trend of low-carb that are constantly coming out with new things. And I think that's been really nice to have new things on the market to always explore. So there's lots out there to explore. Don't be worried about carbs. Go and enjoy it. Yeah, and that definitely transitions uh, from kind of our little discussion about carbs into uh, our wins and fails. We love adding this to the end of the week, to the end of the episode. Uh, the next three episodes are going to be a bit shorter because they're very specific on smaller topics within the, the bigger picture. We were going to have two wins, two fails, but I think <laughs> after this morning, it was more like three fails, one win, or one win, three fails. I mean, however you put it together, it was a, a big oops on, on my part. Originally, one of our big wins was we finally found, and we've talked about this in the past, uh, unfortunately, this diet does lend itself to be a little bit more on the mushy side. And so we finally thought we found a cereal. I, you know, and, and this is funny because I feel like I'm very experienced in this, and even I missed it. Uh, we found the cereal. It was like one carb per serving. It was quite tasty. But unfortunately, it used milk proteins and it was the first ingredient. I completely missed it reading through the ingredients, thinking that it would be just fine. And so, yeah. We have no idea what happened. I don't know if it was one where they, they have changed the formula recently. So maybe we, we were looking at old nutrition facts and they've added in milk. Who knows? We bought a big box. We got through half of it, read the back and realized our mistakes. And now we have half a box that is not plant-based, but it happens. It wasn't a big deal. You know, it's cereal. It's not going to be the end of the world. It was nice to try something else, and it gives us hope of possibly having cereal in the future, but it was not the way we were hoping it was. Yeah, and that's definitely one of the big issues when you switch from regular keto to plant-based is most things to keep the carbs low tend to use a milk protein isolate or some form of milk protein or a whey. And so it's just really being diligent and seeing those. And even I miss them and I'm, you know, diligently looking, searching through them. And I, I think as a kind of more of a word of advice, if the carbs look too good to be true in a product, really, really go over the ingredients with a fine tooth comb. I think that that is really where, you know, we see a cereal and we've been missing out on cereal and it's nice to add that breakfast crunch and it kind of, you know, we've been doing, you know, a, vegan protein powder instead so it just kind of mixes up that mundaneness of our of our breakfast and it just caught us off guard unfortunately for sure and that's one where like i said we have never said that we're perfect i mean we say in the intro we're stumbling and this is one of those stumbles and that's 
that's kind of how it goes. I mean, I wish we could say we were perfect, but we're human, and <laughs> and that's part of it. Yeah. So our, our second win, or only win, I guess you could say, um, we did find, talking about breakfast, I miss kind of toast with maybe avocado on it. We used to do poached eggs on it, obviously. Um, I miss that sort of breakfast or brunch, definitely our favorite meal, brunch. Um, but obviously bread is not something that really fits with the keto diet. There's lots of plant-based breads out there, or lots of bread that meets that plant-based requirement, but the carbs usually are a bit high. We did find one brand of bread that seemed to be plant-based and keto within those carbs. It was only one carb per slice, and it actually tastes really good. Yep. They had a couple of varieties, so we've been able to try a few, but it's Chompies. <laughs> I love the name, Chompies. Um, and so we were able to try the sesame seeded one. Uh, I think just a whole wheat sliced mm -hmm. bread. The raisin one too. Right? And then the cinnamon raisin bread. And all three were great. Sometimes with breads that are aimed at the keto diet, they get this sort of gummy texture mm -hmm. and they're quite thick or quite heavy in the middle just because they don't have the same leavening agents because that's where some of the carbs are. Um, so sometimes they can be quite heavy, those keto breads. I don't know if you've tried any from Pinterest or from Instagram, you might have know what we're talking about but this bread was light it definitely wasn't airy necessarily it wasn't like whipped bread of course but it, it felt like regular sliced bread it was nice to have a sandwich or two it was nice to have a bit of toast in the morning and just try something different because I do agree we love variety and it can be difficult it takes a lot of time to find a variety with plant-based keto so putting in the hours to find that variety can be difficult but this was one that definitely paid off it was bread we could have that kind of morning toast feel to it or a sandwich halfway through the day and it was just a really nice discovery for us recently. Really kind of our goal as we kind of transition into this is we'll probably from we're right now we're in the transition phase of going from regular keto to plant-based keto and then from here we're kind of looking at a, a next transition is going to be a a little bit more maintain a lot, a lot more food in our diet because we're going to start adding in back in workouts and things like that. So, you know, having that extra sustenance is definitely going to help with that. Uh, you know, we don't want to, you know, you can not eat a lot of food and still lose weight. We want to make sure that we're eating the right amounts of food and still hitting the goals of a plant-based keto, which is obviously going down on the scales. So that, that's definitely something I will agree the the keto friendly breads you almost have to toast them always even if you're going to do like a sandwich because they do get that weird gummy i would almost attribute it to like that really really like i don't know super processed white bread you know that like fluffy but as soon as you bite into it just sticks to the roof of your mouth type oh, of texture yeah. um so i would i would recommend if you do find some and there's some out there we like we obviously the chompies was good because it's on the lower end of carbs uh, but there are some other ones out there that are low carb in the sense of, of uh, I think that we haven't really had a chance to try them. Uh, we do the current kind of global situation. We are a little limited in what we can find when, when we're looking. So that has played a part in that, but we're excited to try new things. And obviously if we like them, we're going to talk about them because, you know, it's definitely one of those things. Once you find something that actually fits within what you're doing, it's it's like a gold mine, it feels like. Definitely. So for our fails this week, they're sort of intertwined. It's maybe two things, maybe one. But it's snacking and finding things to snack. We have been trying to find other things, 
But as I'm sure you know, if you've kind of ventured into keto and particularly plant-based finding, snacks that are low carbs can be a real struggle. We love almonds and almonds seem to be very in right now. So there's lots of different flavors around almonds. There's spicy ones, salty ones, sweet ones. And that's been really great to have those choices. But there's only so many almonds you can kind of eat in a week. So finding varieties, we have stalled in this area, but we've been able to find lots of almonds, olives, pickles, raspberries for a bit of fruit, a bit of tartness. But it is hard to find plant-based and low-carb snacks. So we are always on the hunt. If you know any, definitely let us know. But that definitely can be a struggle. And sort of the, the second bell that goes with that is the variety of foods. I think without a lot of effort, a lot of research, it can be really mundane doing plant-based keto. You can fall into a rhythm of just cauliflower, cauliflower, broccoli, asparagus, and that's that. We really have been trying to find other foods, by different seasonings, different flavorings, different ways of preparing foods, just to give ourselves some more variety. I never want food to get to a point where it's boring and it just becomes a process in your day. Like we really enjoy eating, we like trying new foods. And so trying to bring that excitement to it in plant-based keto is definitely a struggle and takes a lot of research. We definitely are getting a lot more research coming to us as we're clicking on more ads that are potentially plant-based or keto or both. Um, so there's a lot more brands being put in front of us by different um, social media or websites, which has helped our research. Um, but those are always not what they promise to be. That's kind of how we found the cereal that didn't quite mm -hmm. work out. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's, it's good, but it still does require a lot of research to do, have a varied diet and we are struggling to find a bit of variety, which again, I think coincides with what's happening in the world right now. You know, you can't go mooch a shop and pick up every item and look at it and mooch around the farmer's market or talk to people. It's, you just have to be a little more concise in your shopping and we're all at a point where we just have to get what we can get. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. We're not saying that we, we should have the right to go around stores. We totally understand that. But it does, you know, it is something that we are struggling with a bit personally, I guess, just that variety and keeping it exciting. We, I put an article up on our blog last week about just kind of some of the like top four go-tos. Um, it is always good to have those snacks in because we are finding that your meals tend to be a little bit bigger when it comes to plant-based keto, but you might have a little bit more time in between because of the size of the meals. So having those like Almonds are obviously a great go-to, but having a few different options that can kind of tide you over until you're ready to do dinner. I just wanted to say is everybody's food schedule throughout the day is different. So how you maintain that, it's just the snacks do a good job of keeping you full in between meals. So you're not like constantly snacking or if you are getting hungry, then uh, one of the things that we had to do was we had to adjust kind of when we were eating to make sure that you know, we can help minimize the snacking. And I think that that was probably, especially being stuck at home, that was probably one of the hardest things to really overcome was, you know, before on the weekend or at home, snacks galore. And now we're having to think about the entire day from start to finish and how we're going to eat and interact with the rest of the day. Yeah, I agree. We, we love our snacks. <laughs> yeah, we love snacks. Um, and yeah, I think that's been at home. It's hard. I'm sure lots of people are struggling with that. Being home all day, working, it's a different routine that we're not used to. Cutting out those snacks was important to us to keep us moving forward. Um, but also the few snacks, not cutting them up completely, but just being more conscientious, mm -hmm. right? Of this is my snack. This is what I'm going to have. And just, you know, if I'm really that hungry, maybe we should, like you said, move up a meal or 
uh, change our schedule. Yeah. So those are the our, our wins and fails and our takeaways for, for this week. I hope you enjoyed the kind of our interpretation and how we go about carbs within our diet. We're excited for the next two episodes. So, you know, this was the first part of a, of a three-part kind of mini-series within the season. You know, we're, next week we're going to go into protein and how we approach protein because obviously when you switch from regular keto to plant-based, protein is probably one of the biggest things that's going to change, of course. Uh, and uh, so we're excited about that. And in the following week we'll be discussing fats, which will be fun, and how we incorporate fats. Uh, and then from there, uh, for our seventh episode, we're super excited. Uh, we are going to cheat meal. cheat meal it up. Yes, cheat meal is. Uh, we're excited. We uh, this one has been kind of a lot more thoughtful because switching to plant based and you know obviously cheat meal you tend to not have to worry about carbs, but you still have to stay within plant based, right? So there is still a lot of thinking and, and planning that has to go into even that. It's not like before where you could just call it Domino's, order pizza, and you're good to go. We're super excited about those. If you haven't had a chance to check out us, our socials, hit us up uh, at Consumed for Good on all the major platforms. And then also, we like to throw a recipe in a blog post once a week. We also like to throw a blog post and a recipe once a week. They're really there to, you know, if you're looking to transition, kind of give you some ideas and, and help kind of make that transition if this is a, a route that you're going. Definitely check those out. And like I said, follow us on the socials. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.